four matches to review by the same two doofuses. Here on the Owls American, <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American accent. I'm your host and occasional podcast editor who forgot to edit last week's show. That's not entirely true. I've had, uh, we have some power and internet issues out here, at which point it was running it pretty tight for the last two games. So you'll get, uh, you will get a Leicester under 21s, and I don't remember what the previous game was. Cambridge, Cambridge, Cambridge uh, review as well. I, uh, I'm clearly working through a head cold right now, so I will sound more like Songs of Love and Hate, Leonard Cohen for those reviews, and then for <laughs> Lincoln City and Bristol Rovers. You, you get the full like popular problems era, Leonard Cohen. Uh, it's a little after one, Mountain Daylight Time. I'm drinking lemonade, I'll be honest. I thought about making a toddy, but you're going to have to wait for my toddy recipe for next week, I suppose. Uh, just, you know, there's lemon juice, ginger, simple syrup, water, sugar it up, put it in the glass. It's in a lemonade mood. Sometimes you got to make lemonade out of whatever match reviews you have. And joining me to cover the last four games in New England. Sorry, New England, Owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Uh, tea. And I don't really have a taste for tea so i've mm. got some black english tea with too much milk and a little bit of brown sugar and it's too fucking hot but i need the caffeine because i'm between work and the hockey rink fair enough i had my like super dark french roast in the morning i only wanted a second cup of coffee although i might need it to get through four match reviews fortunately two have already been pre-recorded we'll cover all of those we'll cover the wednesday <laughs> news and we'll preview burt Albion in the league right before we preview burt Albion in the fa cup but we will start all the way back when with Cambridge United. I do know when. My word is businesslike. This is, I keep going back to when Wednesday first got relegated at our preseason, one of our preseason episodes. We said, well, maybe they'll win some games. Maybe they'll score some goals. It'll be a nice change of pace. And they're winning some games and scoring some goals. And it's still kind of boring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a game like this, we've, we've had a bunch of them. You know, yeah. you and I were talking. Uh, look, they got to win this these, is... and they're winning these straight up. They got to get got to get out of the league. This is how you get out of the league. You beat Cambridge, and they couldn't do it last year. You beat Cambridge, do nothing on the road. And you know what? It's it, you're right. It's it's not pretty. Mm. Um, but I I think the flip side of it too is it it really hasn't looked nervy either you know it's you just know, sort they, of i mean they rode their know. luck a little bit in the first half there but you know it's a 90 minute game teams are gonna get opportunities right and we, we missed a few opportunities yep. that smith header you know he wants that back uh, you know there, i, I there think were a that's a little ones. unfair on him he was kind of flat-footed on it it was a little over his head he could have directed it a little better but i don't think he's got enough power on it to score no he's he's been a little been struggling to to finish a little bit although his work work rate's been excellent um but yeah i mean we we scored early and kind of controlled the game and then frankly played down to their level and uh let them have the ball um let them set the tempo let them dictate the pace that's not what we want to do i i think uh there was a point early second half was it where more was kind of well, freaking out a little bit on the uh, touchline. You don't see him get too animated. He was pretty fired up, and I believe he said after exactly that. He, he didn't like the pace that we were moving with, um, wanted us to pick it up. So, you know, but I, I, I really don't 
I don't think they really threatened uh, that much. And then after the second goal, that was that was it. And it's really been this consistent pattern we've seen of, you know, us taking a lead, you know, maybe falling asleep at times. And then, you know, once we, you know, get that second one or the game gets into the latter stages, we seem to be fairly comfortably in control. Yeah, they're second in the league in goals scored. Though they're not, I mean, Gregory obviously got off, not got off the mark, but fattened his account with, with two in this game. And, you know, Smith scored a couple, Wendes has scored a few, but they are getting goals from all over the squad. We've seen Bannon and Deli Bashiru pitch in. We've seen, you know, Liam Palmer and Marvin Johnson pin in. We have wingbacks that can score. We have midfielders that can score. And even our strikers score on occasion. We're scoring from set pieces. So it should be more exciting than it is. I think the problem is, Justin, it's it's League One football. There's really no way around it. Yeah, I well, I, I actually think the problem is like what we saw. I think we tend to get drawn into, mm. and it's a very difficult thing to do. We get drawn into the pace of other teams instead of playing at the tempo that we want to. We've seen us do that and blow teams out. Um, and we, we haven't done that recently, although I, you know, I hate to get down on this team because again, that was three, that was three points. Um, yeah, just, just quickly looking here, uh, Windass has four goals, Baz, Fizz, Byers, Gregory, and Palmer have three. Smith has two Patterson, Johnson, Backinson, and Box all have one. So that's a lot of depth in, uh, in scoring. Um, but yeah, no, it's three points. That's what we needed to do. What, what was the stat you had, Jeff, that, that we've been doing against the bottom There's half of the, the table? They have not dropped a point against the bottom half of the table so far. Seven wins out of seven. It's been like an 18 to two goals, four goals against. That's what you, that's what you have to do in the end to get out of the league. That's got to be, I can go back and look. I'm not going to. I would say probably five or six <laughs> points better than their first seven matches against bottom half of the table teams last year, probably those add up. That's the difference between third place and autos. When it comes down to it, you know, you keep winning these games, Ipswich drops some points at the weekend. You just keep, and you got more coming up as we'll cover in the previews. You keep getting three points sooner or later. You end up, uh, you know, two points a match. You can take three points from all of these matches against the bottom half teams. You get that two points per game average pretty well squirreled mm. away and i am not sure as good as plymouth has looked and they looked great again this weekend they might be about to lose their manager again that. yeah uh i actually kind of doubt that just based on our conversation mm. we had before but they may um but i i just find it hard to believe that they're going to keep up this pace um and Ipswich you know Ipswich's squad on paper is is maybe better than ours in terms of you know uh the some of the names and and talent they have but as you can see they're they're dropping points here and there so we just have to keep showing up and doing um what we're doing uh, a couple of things I wanted to highlight from this game uh small things uh Backinson with a couple gorgeous passes yeah, that pass for the, the pass to St. Gregory yeah. end was so good Oh, so good. My son a, was blown away. It was a, mis- a little bit of a it. mistake at the back by the center back there, but there's also not much he can do with that pass. Like he's got to try to get his head on it and direct it somewhere away from Gregory. And instead it went right into his path. Well, and it came curling over his head yeah. and went straight 
on to Gregory's foot. And then he had another, like, uh, from the center, put it sort of off the far post to try to find Smith. It was like an outside of the foot, yeah. threaded through ball. So it was nice to see him um, doing pretty well. I thought Marvin Johnson actually did a good job on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their few threats was uh, that guy, uh, Tracy, I believe, um, down the right. And he was really shut down for the most part by Johnson, which is interesting. Without the ball, we were doing a 4-4-2, which I don't really remember seeing all year. Uh, He's played it on occasion, but yeah, not not the favorite formation. I I haven't seen much of it, um, and I saw it early. I texted a friend that was at the game, what up, Andy Mack? Um, And he said definitively that's – it was pretty clearly a 4-4-2 without the ball. and, you know, we were throwing so many people forward uh, at times. It was almost, you know, playing like a 4 2 or, or even moving people further up. But, you know, you had Baz out wide and Windass out wide. Um, and it ended up, I thought, overall working out. That's not really what I want to see from these guys. But I thought it ended up working out. Yeah, we don't. Nice talk. to see George Byers back. Yes, definitely. I think that's going to be key going forward, especially against these bottom tail teams he just he's so good at like breaking up play and, and transitioning Wednesday onto the front foot and he chipping him with goals as well obviously I think he gives them just another uh, another sort of box to box weapon for these kind of stodgy games I don't think we talk enough about the defense now look they still got a mistake in them as we know but they're also not really conceding goals like their defensive record is almost top of the league as well. You know, Heckway and Hennigan, you don't hear their names called a lot, but they just they win every header. We've looked a lot stronger on set pieces. I'm never confident on on corners and set pieces, but they're no. they're winning those headers. And look, Stockdale has been a very very good keeper at this level. All the little stuff he does, you know, the time wasting out he got up. He's a good shot stopper. He organizes the defense well. And he's made some he's made some key saves with games still in the in the balance over the last few weeks. So I think it's really clicking on all cylinders. You'd like to see them, you know, you can you can nitpick. You look at their three losses. Peterborough, they had a man sent off. That was unfortunate. Barnsley they just got outplayed. That was a bad day yes. at the office. And Plymouth, they were they were a little hard done, I think. But they kind of right. made their own bed both not taking their chances early and with the substitutions late. So that, um, but they're not also they're not falling into those like one one draws on the road either. They're winning those games, and that's again, that's you keep banking those extra two points in those matches, and that adds up. And again, won as many balls in the air as the entire Cambridge team mm. with nine, which is uh, pretty impressive. That's yeah, funny. I think he went so, off yeah. for he went off for McGinnis, and McGinnis comes on and just like dwarfs him. And Hennigan's not small by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> well, and Hennigan won a couple uh, headers in in his his limited time. Uh, Michael Smith was credited with six mm-hmm. um, aerial wins. So, you know, it's funny. That's not we have not been a four four two win balls in the air team all year, but we we did it. Uh, on Saturday and, and won the only game of the two games this week that actually matters. So we go to the Leicester under 21s. I watched almost all of this. I kind of lost track of time. I forgot it was starting at noon. 
here, so I missed like the first couple minutes. Otherwise, I watched all of it. And you know what? I, it was somehow both incredibly open and incredibly dull at the same time. But I I enjoyed it for what it was. It was good to see the kids get a run out. And you know, it's I can't I can't shut it off. My day job is essentially evaluating sporting prospects. So I'm always gonna be interested when the when the nineteen year olds come in. I thought Leotho Davidson was look, he tried to do a little too much, but you can tell he's a real player in the midfield. He is just an absolute unit. And just again, the kind of like Byers-esque breaking up play, transitioning to attack. I think he's going to be uh, in contention for the for the first team squad, even with all the midfield death, uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, and he came in for Truman, right? And, no, they both started. Truman, I know Truman. David, Truman oh, they Davidson both started. Both started. Okay. I, I thought Truman had a very nice game. Obviously, got the goal. Um, I hit Aguas that came on as a sub. Uh, I thought was really good too. Unlimited action and Abankahama is. I always has impressed me in all the first team games he's played, which I think has mostly been in the Pizza Cup the last two years. Maybe he's got some league cup run that an RFA run cup run, run right. as well. But he's just a very steady defender, uh, good with the ball at his feet, pacey, tracks back well, good man mark, like really presses up, wins balls, man marks well. So I think he's another one to to keep an eye on as well. Otherwise, yeah, it was just yeah, it was a it was a Pizza Cup game. Nice free, not nice, even it was a dead rubber. Dead, nice nice free game, kick right. by Patterson for the first goal, I will say. Absolute just worm burner into the bottom corner. Pato beating up on the kids. Yeah, that was fun. Just like absolutely <laughs> Lester's children. But, you know, I, I do think there is something to take away from this because this was mostly, yes, Patterson was in the squad. Jaden Brown was in the squad. Uh, I heard he looked good. He, wow. yeah, he looked pretty good. He tortured them down the left side. Mighton, too, gave them fits. I mean, Mighton himself was like a 21 player on some level, too. True. But they went, you know, they went toe-to-toe with the Premier League teams under 21s. And yes, they had some veteran EFL players in it, but they started a lot of their youth side, and they looked very good. So I think that is something to... I don't know if we're... you know. Darren Morris talked about building out the academy more. I don't know if we're trying to see the fruits of that yet. I don't know if we will for a while, but I thought the the returns in the the Dead Rubber Pizza Cup game were, yeah, a, a nice little distraction on a Tuesday afternoon, if nothing else. Well, that's enough of some wins. Let's get to the draws. That's why you're really here, right? On the Always Americast, listen to those one-one draw reviews. Justin, I think we can bundle these together because they were kind of the same game. They may yeah, be, I think they, that's yeah. actually Appearance, pretty yeah. fair overall. Too often sloppy, mostly stultifying League One football in both of these games. The takeaway for me, uh, and something I'm a little worried about going forward, I do wonder if teams have figured out how Wednesday want to play out from the back. Because neither Lincoln nor Bristol were particularly aggressive with their press, but I think they had pretty good luck clogging the lanes. And obviously the, the Bristol goal came right out of a, you know, a wayward pass out of the back. One of several. Yeah. And just generally they kind of rode their luck in these two games, uh, playing out from the back in a lot of cases. And, you know, it's a kind of a tale of two games. So the Lincoln game, after they gave up the equalizer right at the start of the second half, I'm like, Oh, 
they'll win this because they've been winning these yeah. games. They've been winning these games. And then when Bristol got the equalizer, I'm like, ah, hope they hold on. So things change fast here in uh, Wednesday land. They do. And Jeff, I think you're totally right to highlight the similar feel of these two games and the idea that these are the games that we were winning this year. And we talked about that, right? This is like, this is, I feel strangely confident uh, about this. We, we've been winning these games. You actually, that's another great point, Jeff. You may be on to something in terms of, you know, what the difference is um, because we have been a little sloppier, although we've been sloppy at the back all year, but mm-hmm. the passing out has really struggled Um these two games, but for me, what I'm what I'm seeing the difference is we're just not finishing chances. Both yeah. both of these games against these teams, we had numerous chances. Uh, I mean, we we started uh, the Bristol game. We were playing really well. We were pushing the ball around. We had a ton of good crosses. We had a bunch of shots on net. Um, you know, we were we were overall playing really good. Something like sixteen shots down, in the Bristol game, or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, and it was, but it was a bunch. It was like eight, 20 minutes in. Like yeah. We were we were all over them. Um, but, you know, once things did change, and, and again, I watching live, I wasn't really keeping an eye on it. I don't know what they did to change it per se. But once we slowed down and our tempo slowed down, I think that's what it was we tempo, just started, yeah, we, but then we just start playing dumb. And that's when we take 35-yard shots because maybe that worked one time. Or, you know, we go for home run passes or... You know, I, I just feel like the last couple of games, we kind of not panicked because it wasn't, uh, you know, a manic uh, activity, but we panicked in a way where we just didn't remember how, how to play our game for long. They, did, they didn't stick to the plan, and right? They were they were chasing it, it, but it didn't look like it was a particularly yeah. well organized attempt at it. Yeah. And like the Lincoln game, I thought Bannon had one of the best halves he's had all season in the first half. And then the second half after the goal, it was like he wasn't doing anything different, but it was all the bad trying to do too much, dropping too deep, Bannon. Oh, and he, he did not. that, but he did that against Bristol too. Like I'm, <coughs> I'm beyond blaming just him. I, I think no, no, I don't think it's Bannon's fault per se. I think it's a it's a systemic break, it's a systemic problem. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's what we see out of him when the system goes wrong, is him yeah. trying to do too much. Um, and he did that both games. Um, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I, you'd like to, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to kind of figure out what what they need to do. It may just be putting away those chances. I mean, realistically, you know, uh, I, that, I didn't think any of those shots were that great. But To that end, too, like, I do wonder at this point what Josh Windass's role in this squad really is. He's a he's a nice player at this level. Given a, a full season in in this role, whatever it is, whether it's out you know it's out wide sometimes, whether it's more of a central attacking midfielder role, he'll get you probably. It's a free playing. He's, free he's playing. a free free roaming tank. Basically, he'll get you eight to twelve goals. But I just feel like he really ruins the spacing for Smith and. Gregory, in a lot of cases, he's, he's just kind of everywhere and not where you really want him to be. And yeah, he likes the 35-yard shot. That's a problem. But they, I think they really need someone in that central attacking midfield role or, or free run one. It's a little more direct that will, you know, draw defenders and, you know, open up lanes for Gregory and Smith to get the ball at their feet in the box. And Windass is just never going to do that. He's going to try to play the extra 
<coughs> the extra touch and open up space for a shot. And like, look, he's certainly capable of scoring very good goals, but you know, how often have we seen him like lose a defender here, lose a defender there, but then have the shot blocked off or the shot goes 15 rows deep, you know, for the amount of possession he has in the attacking third, there's actually not that much end product compared to someone like Michael Smith, who, you know, almost scored two goals in the Bristol game without really seeing much of the ball in, you know, scoring positions. Oh, but that, let's just quickly say that that was a beautiful header by him. Uh, yes. Perfectly timed. And, and the buyer's run is like, so nice oh, to see well. him back in the squad. Like there was nothing. The game had just ground to a halt at that point. He's just like, nope, we're going forward now. And actually perfectly weighted cross for Smith to get his head on. Yeah. Timing of everything. The whole, the whole play by him uh, going the run up the middle, the top of the ball. He was fabulous. He, his energy. I mean, you put that in the group chat. I think that was, <laughs> but the only thing that came up in the game, but just yeah. nice to real nice to have him back. He's a difference maker. Um, so I wonder, Jeff, I, you, you raise a great point about uh, Josh Windass. I wonder if that speaks a little bit to the need for a system change. If, if they play more of the four, three, three or the four, two, three, one, if you will, with Baz in that 10, and then you've got Gregory, all of Gregory Windass and Smith can play across that front three, yeah. um, you know, and you give them a little mobility. I, I think that might work really well instead of necessarily having the wingbacks and still push the fullbacks up. Um, I mean, he's because if you have buyers in box, he's been more willing to play four four two now, and some of that's going to be when's there going to be short center backs in the next couple of games? So he might be forced into a little bit of a system change. And we saw. Jaden Brown in the center back three starting in Bristol. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, they were shaky at the back. I thought he was okay. I thought he was I thought I he thought was the rest okay. of the back was poor. So I thought he was, was okay. okay. I thought, and I don't think this is necessarily the fault of Jaden Brown. This is, I'm sure, how Moore was asking him to play. He was the center back that was really roving forward and inter, you know, yeah. inter playing with Marvin Johnson down the left. And that's going to leave. Well, you that's know, his strength. It is, but that's going to leave, you know, Hikwe a little bit exposed in the center if you're playing a. And like, look, he's got, he had two awful touches. Like he's got to do better in both those situations, but he also doesn't have that obvious outlet on his left all of a sudden. Right. Right. No, that's a tough look. Uh, tough job to ask of him. And, and frankly, he didn't really look up for it. <laughs> McGinnis was pretty much McGinnis. I mean, yeah, Stockdale again had another good but... game between the sticks, a couple big saves uh, early and late. Um, his distribution was better, better this week. But yeah, he was getting some balls deep that, yeah. that we were getting onto. It's a luxury. It's just, to it's have just frustrating, you know. <clears throat> we don't look at the table until Christmas, but I'm reliably informed they're in third and five point <laughs> off automatics. Like those draws, that's four points right there. That's a big, big difference at this point in the in the calendar and for matches you you were winning. Um, yeah, I don't. That's again, the tough it's, part. It's still October. It's a very, very long season, but you know, it's the Ipswich and Plymouth are not dropping a lot of points right now. So Wednesday, no, we have to have to keep this within arm's length. I I agree. I I just think to me, arm's length maybe isn't quite as big as some people, or it's bigger than some people think it is. I yeah, it's hard to not feel nervous after you go a couple games and you watch them do what we've been doing, right? I, I believe both teams pulled out late three points uh, in games that they were not 
you know, dominating or not necessarily should have won, but they got the job done. We didn't this weekend. Yep. Um, hopefully next weekend when we play um, a team that hopefully is a little bit weaker, although they've been playing better, um, you know, maybe, maybe we can actually finish the job. Well, let's head to the upcoming fixtures after we take a break and cover the Wednesday news. Welcome back. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. The most notable news is uh, Michael Ahekwe picked up his fifth yellow card of the season in the Rovers game, so we'll miss the upcoming match with Burton. Even like Ben Hannigan will probably not be available for selection as well, which puts him in a bit of a spot on the back line for the upcoming games, Justin. Yeah, I, I really do wonder if that wouldn't be a good reason to drop to a back four, as you pointed out. Um, I, I like McInnes. I think he can play in a back three. I, I We haven't seen him really play in a back two. I, I like to believe that he can based on what I've seen. But then I'm not sure who you partner him up with. Do you, do you bring in a Jaden Brown or even a Marvin Johnson type? Or do you go with Iorfa on the other side? You know, somebody asked, uh, I saw a somebody asked Dom House in this in his chat, like, do you read in anything to Brown playing over Iorfa? I guess they wanted the left footer probably. Well, that's, left, but yeah. yeah. That but was still, my like, you can move McGinnis to the other side, I think. I think he's played some on the left this year. I, I mean, I'm comfortable with McGinnis anywhere. He's, I believe he did play on the left of a back three. Um, and, you know, Iorfa, too, like, to be honest, looked, really has looked off it the last couple of years. I'm sure some of it's injury-related. I'm sure some of it's age-related. He's also been asked to be played in a back three, and that may not be the best spot for him. Um, you would think it would be being able to attack, but maybe defensively he's missing coverage to his outside or something along those lines. So, I mean, he's, I don't been, know. he's been inconsistent more than anything else. Right. And that's the thing you can't, Yeah, that's, that, that's your big worry. He is certainly still capable of tracking back and, and defending well and contributing to the, to the play out from the back and attacking. But they've, they've, the one thing they've done this year is really, you know, <laughs> outside of the two goals, they conceded this week, eliminated those mistakes at the back for the most part. Yeah. Heg, you know what? Hegway can use a break anyway. He's yeah, been, probably. been pretty solid there all year. He's, he's had a slight rough patch of form. Uh, let's let's give Homie a, a week off. Let him, I, I, let him I would consider I would consider bringing a Bangdahama back into the squad here. Yeah. It's, it's a big I, ask. You said he looked good not, the other week. Yeah, and Burton, he's, you know, he's gotten some run out. In the Pizza Cup, you know, Burton's not the most, you know, technically proficient attacking side in the league. So while it's a big ass, I think you've got to you got to start blooding some of these young players a little bit more than they have, especially when you're you're pressed into. But it's going to be likely on Palmer or Callum Patterson or something probably in the. Uh, Honestly, I'd be fine in the center back role. Yeah, you I, might see I, you might see Palmer on the right, the center back three, McGinnis in the middle, and Brown on the left again, just. To, yeah, that's not a, like that. not a bad shout. Well, let's turn our attention to the Burton game. Take it away, Justin. So Burton has advanced from the last time we played them. They're up to 23rd. <laughs> um, but uh, all joking aside, their their form has actually been uh, a lot better. Um, they're, uh, what are they, 2-2-2 two, two, and two in their last six. Um, but for the season, pretty rough. Three wins, three draws, ten losses. 
uh, minus 13 goal difference, 18 goals, four and 16 games. It's not, not great. Um, they're not great on the road, but they seem to have a fair amount of points, uh, a fair amount of goals. They got 13 of their 18 goals on the road. Um, so that's something to look out for as they come to Hillsborough. Uh, last year, we swept them 2 nothing at their house, 5-2 at Hillsborough. Um, we talked about their background recently, um, right? The idea of uh, the Burton Brewers and their whole history of a late starting uh, team. They weren't formed until 1950, but rising up and having their big League Cup semifinal moment in the sun only to get smashed by City, um, which happens to all of us, I guess. Uh, so... Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank started the season there. Um, didn't make it. We brought in Dino uh, Mamrio. Oh, yeah, I think when you go 1-1-10 one, one in, in your first 12 games or whatever, you're probably not long for the managerial seat. No, no. Um, yeah, they didn't look good either. Um, but this new guy has come in. Uh, we kind of laughed at his Wikipedia before. He, he had played and played in 15 different places, managed in 11 or whatever, but so they've had a little bit more time with him and as a manager now since we saw them last. Uh, I guess the deal with him, he's, he's been alternating between going with three or four at the back, but either way, they're a team that concedes possession, looks to hit you on the counter, long balls, they're good in the air. Like You've seen this League One team before. Um, you know the drill. Uh, guys to keep out an eye out for. Uh, the guy they have playing in the middle up front is a guy named Victor Adeboyejo, who's got seven goals. Uh, Ghassan Ahadme is with him. He's got three goals. And uh, David Keeler Dunn, who uh, is attacking with five goals. So that's sort of their attacking front three who are capable of putting the ball in. Uh, their central midfield partnership, very defensive-minded, but you know a lot of long balls out of there. Taylor and uh, Oshilaha. Um, and then uh, if you remember, Sam, Sam Winnell is on this roster. Ah, yes and has uh, one start in uh, five total appearances for Burton. So just looking at this, it's not dissimilar to the last couple games in the sense that didn't he we score feel the, like we should win the winner in the pizza cup game. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I, I think I stopped caring about the pizza cup Fair this enough. year. It wouldn't surprise me um, how he does, but uh, you know, the upcoming schedule after this uh, we have, the two, uh, we have two cup games coming up. We got Morecambe and uh, Southampton in the other cup. But then we have Ackerton Stanley, uh, a not very good Shrewsbury team. Derby, but then Exeter, uh, really struggling Oxford, Fleetwood. Uh, that takes us up to Boxing Day. Along with Burton, like those are, those got to be wins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's these a, are, it's a, it's a, the same, like it's the same refrain every week, right? Wednesday are one of the best teams in this league, if not the best yes. team in this league. And then you win these games. Yeah. It's kind of like boring yeah. and repetitive to say it, but need to stop the uh, the draw specialist thing this week. Yeah, and if that means changing something up a little bit, that's fine. I, I would like to see, to be honest, I'd like to see one of Smith or Gregory or Windass has to start on the bench. I want to see Box, Spires, and Bannon in that midfield. Um, I'm concerned and, and make at that all. I saw this point up in the, in the WhatsApp group that Moore just kind of has his 11 now, and he has his subs that he uses. It's, you know, it's always Dudley Bashiru for Windass, and if he's making changes in the – or a midfielder off for Wilkes, they need more attacking. Like He seems as he has his very sort of 
pat uh, approach to these games. And look, when you're playing the same game as they were this week, I guess that that could happen. But I would like to see them get a little more creative with their substitutions and actually try to change these games. But I, then I guess you look at how they, they how dominant they were for large stretches, despite sort of the, the sloppiness and openness of the games. And I guess don't if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But also, it's kind of broke. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say that it's broke based on these two games. Like that's when when we first hired Moore, and I ended up sort of researching what his background was on that. Like that was the first thing that I read about him was like great, great guy. Everybody loves him. Great atmosphere. Not a tactical guy. Like just not going to be the things that he's great at. Um, which is fine. It, it is what it is. You know what? You, you need that to be successful. When you have the best squad in the, the league, Premier it shouldn't league. be a problem, right? Yeah, in fact, you want what he's bringing to the table, which is a great dressing room and, and continuity. And like, and, you, know, you, you know, the vet, but the veterans like that, right? Like the veterans. And I, th- I thought know the I thought the Bristol when they game come in and when they go, you could maybe complain a little bit more about the subs. The Lincoln game, like he can't kick the ball for them, right? Like they just did not take their chances. In a, in a... Correct. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've never been a huge fan of it tactically, but. You know, we'll we'll see if if that is how Darren Moore is going to be. That he's you know got say the overall what like fourteen guys that he uses. And that's what we're going to be. And let's up up the owls. Well, we've taken our chances this week, and you've been listening to episode one ninety three of the Owls Americast. We're on the internet, owlsamericas dot com. You can email the show at owlsamericas at gmail dot com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are fellow Wednesday as Reverend and the Makers podcast is on itunes spotify soundcloud google podcast podbean and probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts there's no wrong way to listen to the show just do what feels right wherever you choose to consume the owls americast we ask you rate and review the show how's more wednesday it's find our ramblings justin is on twitter at new england owl justin are you a big leonard cohen guy i'm sorry are you a big leonard cohen guy I'm trying to bring it full not. circle fair enough yeah i am not um i'm familiar with the general concept mm. and um that's about it i'm on twitter at jeff pattern so should i'll go listen to songs <laughs> of love and hate and i'll see you back here next week 